the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoshio on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. A couple minutes past 4. Had a hot day going, eventually down to a low of 70 at night. As the sun fades and more clouds roll in, may get some rain overnight and or to start the day tomorrow. Then some sun and then back to clouds with a high of 90 tomorrow. Wednesday, good deal of sun and a high of 91. Phillies lost 6-4 to Miami yesterday. They're home tonight against the Mets. Hopefully put the brakes on the recent losing skid they've been on. U.S. women's team, 2-1 winners over Spain in World Cup action. So they're going to move on to the quarterfinals. Next up for them, France in the quarterfinals. We are looking forward to a fine program, but before we get into it, it's important not to look past the person right in front of you. I'm talking the world's uh, hardest, not well, the world might be overstating it. Let's, let's talk about this hours in Philadelphia's hardest working producer, Joe Harnett. Joe, how you doing, man? You good? Where's your microphone? We went over this in rehearsal. I'm surprised that you, you know, Falling down the job here. I just said you're the hardest. I, I know. I am. You're what? Between 402 and 458. You're the hardest working. Hardest working. Uh, maybe you producer. proved my point. You weren't ready because you were busy doing other things. Yes, I'm signing the legal papers that make the station run. Whoa. And look yes. at me criticizing. Yes. See, I, I Even sit. with these arthritic fingers. <laughs> I sit humbled. <laughs> How was your weekend? Uh, it was great. I got to I got to walk in the woods twice. Uh you forget and I something? Went out for a walk? We, yeah, I lost my wallet, and no, uh, we did. We had a good time. Nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Went swimming. Uh, the dog went swimming. Good. Gladwin has a great, a great stream. Uh, golden retriever, of course. Bella. There were like eight golden retrievers. What's the story with your dog? You had to ask. Uh huh. My daughter's listening to this program. I was kind of hoping she'd forgotten we were planning to get her a dog, but. Now really? you've, you've kind of blown it now. now well, uh, Golden Retriever, I would always say. Is, well, I know what you think because you, yeah. you said that that's what you have. Well, sure. We're I, looking I've at, had others. Oh, I've had others, Tim. We're looking, I've had others. We're looking at a Cavachon. Is that how you say it? I don't even know how to say it. I don't know. There's, they probably have a salve for that. They're not, <laughs> they're not too big. They're, they're more like cats in the sense of size, which is what I want, a cat that does nothing, really, just sits there and does. If I had, a, if I had the perfect dog, it would be like a cat. It would just sit there and do nothing, take care of itself. <laughs> Listen, you don't know what it is until you open the door, getting home. That's what I was told. And you, the dog jumps up on you as if you're the greatest in the world. I know I sound Grinch-like in all this. I'm sure eventually I'll warm up to having the dog once the dog's around and is all friendly and makes you feel better and all that kind of thing. But for now, I'm just thinking about the work involved. I'm trying to be practical. I don't want to rush into anything. It has been three years. Uh, in any case. You, you have a special stuff. You have something special coming up. And I, I have, I've got one more sounder that you, you're going to want. For this show? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, It's just like six words. Okay. Well, I'm looking for, 
I'm looking forward to it. But before we say who's coming up on the program, uh-huh. my birthday was yesterday. Happy, you know, it's your song I wrote just for you. Thanks for not asking. Something like this. Last <laughs> last Friday, uh-huh. I said how there's a three gift maximum. Oh yeah. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to state. We did talk about this. I want to state how you really. <laughs> You really went with that. There was a three gift maximum, and you came nowhere near the three gift maximum. Yeah, you're like somebody who sees a speed limit is, you know, fifty five, and you're like going forty three because fifty five <laughs> is the limit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. So thanks for not. Yeah. Uh, but that that's all right. I'm sure you were busy in the woods and yeah, taking a good long walk. That's good. I'm tired. Well, my wife bought me some things, and oh, nice. we had a lovely cookout and some family time, and my brother and a good friend of ours. Uh, made a made a cornhole thing for us, and we played cornhole. You ever play cornhole? Oh, sure, yeah, that game with the the bat. With the, the same, with the bag, yeah, bean bags. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. We played till it was like we couldn't see anymore. So it was a lot of fun. It was a very relaxed day. We had a nice time. Listened to a good sermon, and well, I'd and, have played, but uh, I, the arthritis. Yeah, well, I also I didn't invite you, but yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Maybe next time. But I probably left the gifts in the car. Yeah, probably. So as far as today's program goes, you know, Joe, how we talk about John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so the program, guest-wise, we hope to reflect that and also with our callers that listeners are welcome to call in. Uh, So anybody, you know, everybody matters because they're made in God's image. But the guests we have sometimes are local, sometimes they're regional, sometimes Uh they're... That's right. National or even international. Right. We've had folks in from like France and, and Brazil. That's not even in our country. I'm glad you realized that, Joe. <laughs> but today, we're going one step further. From some other planet? Indeed. What do I mean? I wish I knew. Can I play it now? Go ahead. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You have a lot of fun, don't you, during your day? <laughs> I do. I Over do. in your office at your desk there. So we're going to have Charles Fishman on. He himself is not... From another planet? Not from another planet. <laughs> he is uh, author, though, of a brand new book called One Giant Leap, The Impossible Mission That Flew Us to the Moon. This is the 50-year anniversary yeah. of the first Apollo landing back in 1969. It's coming up in just like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So he'll be on... We also are going to welcome Vanessa Wimberly. She is with Liberty Baptist Church in Philadelphia. So we're going to go. Today's show is local to outer space. It's not local to international even. Oh, wow. It's like as far as we can stretch this thing pretty much. Uh-huh. Are you excited? I am. You I'm, look. I'm there. All right, then. I well, I hope there. so. So Where are we again? AM560, <laughs> WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. We may even sneak in some giveaways as well. We'll take our first break, come back with Charles Fishman, author of this brand new book, One Giant Leap, The Impossible Mission That Flew Us to the Moon. Have our toll-free number handy, 800-560-WFIL. You'll need that to do some winning this hour, 800-560-9345. Our text line open as well if you want to drop a quick comment or Whatever it might be, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And you're always welcome to email Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. More of our fine broadcast come up in just a moment. WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 
412, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. <laughs> Indeed, our broadcast rolls along as we were going to have this uh, first guest on Friday, and then we actually uh, were able to switch gears because we had another scheduling thing going on, but I'm glad we did. Working out nicely for today. Author of the brand new book, One Giant Leap, The Impossible Mission That Flew Us to the Moon 50 Years Ago Next Month, the first Apollo landing, 1969, and they commemorated this new book by Charles Fishman. Hello, sir. How are you Hi, doing? Tim. Nine, nine years in Philly. We lived in Philly two moves ago. We lived up in uh, Wincote. Really? In Abington. Wow. That's totally within our broadcast range. We're very close to there. Absolutely, man. Well, nice to talk to you. Former former Philly boy. You can identify me as a former Philly boy. Nice <laughs> to nice to talk to you. So too. are you a Phillies are you a Phillies fan or you're a Nats fan? Are you in DC now, I understand? Well, you know what? I, I grew up in Miami. We are in DC, so I'm I'm not declaring any affiliations <laughs> or hates on the radio. You can take them all. I don't want to alienate potential space uh, enthusiasts. <laughs> That's right. Well this book is something. One Giant Leap is one giant book packed full of amazing stuff and uh, just came out, and congratulations on that, first of all. Thank you. Yeah, I was, I was trying to tell the story in a way it hasn't been told before. You know, we know the stories of the astronauts, and they have earned every bit of attention uh, that they've gotten, and, and their courage and the incredible amount of work that the astronauts put in, four years of reporting and research only made me more impressed with the astronauts. But there was an army of people, 400,000 people necessary to get the astronauts to the moon. And you know what? Their stories are just as amazing as the stories of the astronauts. Chatting with Charles Fishman, author of the brand new book, One Giant Leap, The Impossible Mission That Flew Us to the Moon. I'll tell you what, when when I got the, the info initially about the possibility of having you on, that alone made me say, I'd like to talk to you. You could have been writing about anything. The fact that you were acknowledging people behind the scenes, I think, is so important, and obviously for something so big, without putting one down, obviously, as you just said, that they deserve all the credit they got, the, the astronauts. But even this fact that, you know, for every hour in space, it was like 10 lifetimes worth of work on Earth? I, I, I did the math on this myself. This, this comes this – is a, this is a copyrighted factoid of Charles Fishman, but yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I sort of did the calculations three times, three different ways. For every hour that the Apollo astronauts were in space or on the moon, walking around, driving the lunar, mod- driving the lunar rover around, for every hour of Apollo spaceflight, one million hours of work was done on Earth. Wow. And one million hours of work, a, a, a typical person works 100,000 hours in their entire life. So the entire <laughs> work lives of 10 people were required for every hour of Apollo spaceflight. Think about that for a minute. Imagine being allowed to do something for an hour that 10 people worked their entire lives to get you ready to do. And that was true hour after hour after hour. There's no project in human history that required that level of intensity or, or, or sort of preparation. And so that, to me, made it very clear that the work back on Earth was just as interesting and amazing as the work in space. Yeah, and some of those workers, obviously you mentioned, and you know, scientists are a huge part of that, but not just scientists, factory workers and everybody in between. 
Chatting with Charles Fishman on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. He's the author of the brand new book, One Giant Leap, The Impossible Mission That Flew Us to the Moon, in conjunction with the 50th anniversary of the first Apollo landing back in 1969. What? How much when you went to write this book, did you kind of already know where you thought the book was going to go? And how much of it were you learning and, and didn't know how the book was going to turn out yourself? is very clear that the good news is that the basic storyline is there i would say i maybe i should be embarrassed about this i guess i'm not i would say that most of what's in the book i didn't know when i set out i've been a space reporter for 30 years i started out covering nasa as a as a reporter a washington post reporter covering the challenger disaster a very unhappy introduction to the world of space travel sure but the surprise for me was how hard it was to get to space, how little we knew when Kennedy said, let's go to the moon. When Kennedy said, let's go to the moon in May 1961, two, two amazing things. First of all, half of Americans who were being asked to support the race to the moon, half of Americans in May 1961 had not been on an airplane. We hadn't been <laughs> airborne, let alone on the way to the moon. And there was a debate inside NASA among physicians and scientists about whether human beings would be able to think in zero gravity. Now, you know, we, got, we, we went to the moon. We've got astronauts living on the space station, you know, 18 years now. It seems like a silly debate. But at the very beginning, we didn't know how the human body would react. And they didn't actually know if we could think in space. It would have been a lot harder to go to the moon if we couldn't think. So yeah. literally every day... I found a, a, a story that was like, wow, who knew that? Charles Fishman's our guest author of the brand new book, One Giant Leap, The Impossible Mission That Flew Us to the Moon in honor of the 50th anniversary of the first Apollo landing in 1969. It happened in July of 1969. We'll take a short break, continue our conversation. Also looking forward to having Vanessa Wimberly of Liberty Baptist Church in Philly chatting about their VBS as we have an international and beyond international, we have an outer space to local field to today's program. Coming up in just a moment, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 421, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Our guest, batting leadoff today, Charles Fishman, is a best-selling author of books like The Walmart Effect, also author of a brand new book called One Giant Leap, The Impossible Mission That Flew Us to the Moon in honor of the 50th anniversary of the first Apollo landing, which happens officially next month. So before the break, you're talking about how you learned a ton as you were researching and didn't necessarily know what direction the book would take with what you would find, which doesn't surprise me. I'm thinking, I believe I read you did a lot of interviews. How many interviews do you think you did in writing One Giant Leap? but I certainly did hundreds. And, you know, that's, there's lots of fun in a book like this. Yeah. I, I flew in zero gravity. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How was that? Because I wanted to see what, what, what a little tiny taste of what the astronauts experienced. So I went in one of what's called the Vomit Comet, one of those planes that flies, loops through the sky that gives you 35 seconds of zero gravity. Absolutely fabulous. But talking to the people who, who designed and built those spacecraft and hearing what that required, hearing their commitment, hearing how they reflect 30 and 40 and 50 years later on that experience, 
that's that's just a thrill and a privilege, you know, to, to be able to capture their commitment. It's funny, they all say, we did extraordinary work. This was an incredibly heroic undertaking. I think the the people back on Earth were as courageous and bold as the, as the astronauts themselves, who were undeniably courageous and bold. But they all say, I personally wasn't anything extraordinary. I just, I, I just felt like this mission stretched me. Yeah. And at this moment in time, that was particularly inspirational, the idea that the right kind of leadership and the right kind of mission can really bring out of you the kind of work you might not otherwise be able to do. And that, they all said the same thing. Yeah, I and mean, you mentioned in the book, obviously, with uh, Kennedy's an- announcement in, in 1961 and kind of putting everyone on deadline, uh, on you know, surprisingly. Were you, did you feel a little bit that way yourself? Like, well, the 50-year anniversary is coming up this year, and I've got maybe I'm gonna maybe that's when I'm going to have to call it a day. Because I'm guessing you could have kept writing, you could kept kept investigating, kept interviewing. <laughs> My friend, this was one of those books that if it didn't come out in June, if it didn't come out, <laughs> the difference between six weeks before. The July 20th moon landing anniversary at six weeks after yeah. the July 20th uh, moon landing anniversary is the difference between people caring and not caring, right? A book, a book about the moon landing that comes out in September or October of this year, people are going to say, dude, where were you yeah. six weeks ago when we were thinking about this? I <laughs> yeah. was definitely on deadline. Well, <laughs> well, that's, that's, and I will say this too, as you, as you read through it, one of the things that you mentioned, obviously people talk about the Apollo being you know, they thought maybe it was going to lead to one thing in terms of maybe how we travel or all that, like the Jetsons or something. But it really led – one of your biggest points – maybe we can wrap up. I know you have other folks you need to talk to today, but uh, has to do with the fact that it really ushered in a digital total transformation of how the world works. You know, I, I think this summer is a good moment to, to sort of reassess Apollo and make sure we understand the impact. There's a little sort of hangover of disappointment, like it, just what you said. It did not create the world of the Jetsons the world of Star Trek. We don't all zoom around in our spaceships. I think it did something better. It's very clear that the technology necessary to get us to the moon laid the foundation of the digital revolution in many ways and very specific ways. You can, the iPhone you hold in your hand can, can trace its heritage right back to the effort to get to the moon. And so back on Earth, what Apollo helped do is create the world we live in now. And there's upsides and downsides to that world, of course, but no one would trade it. All of human knowledge is sort of available in the palm of your hand now, which, which is kind of Star Trekky in its own way. So <laughs> Apollo doesn't, NASA doesn't get any credit for the world we live in now, and I think it deserves a huge amount of credit for creating the foundation on which the digital revolution was built. Really important. Before I let you go, the back flap of One Giant Leap mentions you have two labs. My daughter just turned nine. We promised her a dog. Why should I get a lab if I should? <laughs> or labs should I get... are friendly. Labs are trainable. Labs are smart. We are a lab-only family. Okay. So Labradors, Labradors are great. But, you know, you, 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 everybody's got to get the dog that's right for their, that's right for their family. Yeah. You couldn't imagine not having dogs. The dogs were there for the book. When everybody else was off at work and school, the dogs were helping me write the book. <laughs> That's great. Charles Fishman, thank you for your time. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me back in Philly. All right. Bye-bye. We're going to continue the Tim DeMoss Show in just a moment with our next guest coming from not outer space, but from the heart of our broadcast area, Philadelphia. In studio, we'll be joined by Vanessa Wimberly. She's with Liberty Baptist Church. They have a VBS coming up as we cover outer space right down to our own broadcast hub, if you will. We have some giveaways to do, too. 
And if he behaves, we may even bring Joe back on the air to talk about something. He doesn't even know what that is, do you? No, you don't. Uh, and also, let's do a giveaway right now as we take our break. 800-560-WFIL. 800-560-9345. If you'd like to call in and win a gift card, Rita's, Duncan, or Wawa, that's up to you. You pick which one you like. We'll hook you up. 800-560-9345. Take a random winner right now to win with AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. And one more time, the number, 800-560-9345. To win right now, WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 4.30 4.30 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thank you for listening in today. Forecast, calling for sunshine still for a while yet, then eventually cloudy skies with some rain possible overnight, low of 70. Tomorrow, morning rain, then some sunshine, and kind of cloudy at the end of the day. Tomorrow's high 90, Sunday, or Wednesday, I should say, sunny, and a high of 91. Again, that's for Wednesday. Phil's lost 6-4 to Miami yesterday. They're home tonight against the Mets. Try and put the skid on the losing they've been experiencing lately. U.S. women's team with a 2-1 win over Spain in World Cup action, moving them into the quarterfinals that would taken on France on Friday. The um, uh, first guest we had this hour, Charles Fishman, author of the brand-new book, One Giant Leap. Joe, I don't know if you were listening, but he had that one fun fact of many in this book. Yeah. Did you hear what he, he said I about I did listen closely. What what? It was it was for every hour someone was oh, in yeah. space yeah. with the Apollo chip, it took ten lifetimes of work on Earth. And that's for every hour. Every single hour. Yeah. Like the way he put phrased it was really good. Imagine ten people working their whole lives to give you the ability to do something for one hour. How valuable, you know, you would treat that hour, right? Well, I am taking resumes for anybody that wants to do that for me. Really? Yeah. Well, because also he mentioned that the average person works 100,000 hours in their lifetime. lifetime. But, I mean, yeah. you know, you're not the average person. No. I, so, for I, you, what is it, like 10,000, 5,000? Oh, God. A couple hundred? So, anyway. 4,380, it comes out to. Did, that all these years. But that doesn't include vacation, and I demand four weeks. You know I want four weeks. All right in a row. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by the way, did you see last night the our guest we had last Wednesday? I can't watch that. <laughs> What's Joe referring to? Well, last Wednesday, I think it was, we had Nick Walenda, mm-hmm. seventh-generation acrobat. He's crossed uh, part of the Grand Canyon. He crossed Niagara Falls. On a tightrope. Right. Last night... His sister, Liana, and Nick start, start on opposite sides of a 1,300-foot rope. Yes. One on one times square, one on two times square. Yeah. And I had actually forgotten. I was busy. It was my, my birthday yesterday. I forgot. But then I, uh, I'm like, oh, it's like 930. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So it was a two-hour special on ABC. I'm like, oh, I, be- I bet they saved the last, you know, the walk has got to be at the end. They're not going to yeah. put it in the middle or something. So sure enough. Went on, uh, long, I'm actually on my computer, and I saw it, and, and I, as soon as my wife saw it, she's like, I can't watch it, just like you. She's, oh, like, did she? yeah. she's like, I can't watch this? Yeah. <laughs> is this happening right now? Really? Yeah. Like, what is there a net? I, what struck me, though, did you was see- Was there a net? I, not that I know of. I don't, I, I'm almost positive, no. That was the whole point. Otherwise, it wouldn't be that big a deal if they were to fall. I mean, it'd be- Hard you know, net. Hard, hard. No, 
But let me, did you see any of it at all? I can't watch that. All right. Well, because you know what surprised me is they had all of the hustle and bustle of Times Square going. All the ads are flashing. Oh. It was crazy. Like, it, it, yeah. I thought they would set it up kind of like a. So a, a your a, eyes wouldn't be inundated with all this light, well, flashing reds and greens and orange. All, literally, all the commercials and all the buildings, like yeah. business as usual. Right. Maybe I shouldn't have been surprised, but. At one point, you hear on the broadcast, Leanna, who who had actually part of an accident a couple of years ago, yes. um, she goes, "I can't really see the rope because the yellow in like a Coke commercial or Coke ad was was making it so she couldn't see where she's supposed to take her next step. It was getting difficult for her. But the way they were talking, they were talking. They they were completely mic'd up. They're talking the whole time. Both Nick and Leanna are talking to each other. At one point, I think somebody said." You're going to fall because I heard Nick go, not planning on it, but thank you. Like that out of nowhere, Nick, Someone. Nick is, I don't, I didn't hear the person on the ground, but I heard Nick, who was our guest last Wednesday right. say, not planning on it, but thank you. Just out, just amongst all the things so he was someone saying. Someone jumped in on their frequency. The, the frequency no, I think someone yelled were... from the ground. Uh, Very possibly. You can't hear anybody from 25 floors. Well, I don't know. I don't about know. Six floors you can hear. All right. Well. I don't know what it was, but yeah. part of what was interesting, I want to play a quick clip of this before we have our, our guests come in here. Nick Walenda was on the program yesterday. Twenty Again, this was 25 stories up. They successfully made the walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I asked him because he is a solid believer, as is his sister, Liana. And I kind of just asked him about that when he was on the program with us last Wednesday. And uh, here's what he had to say about uh, about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are, um, you know, I'm very bold in my faith. If you watch any of my walks, I'm, I'm very bold about who I am, and and that's where I find my ground and my center. In fact, we will have uh, we'll have worship music playing in our ears as we walk, uh, both me and my sister, um, as we're walking that wire. The public won't hear that necessarily, but we certainly will, um, because that's kind of where we find our ground and our center. But it, it is certainly a talent and gift that God has given me to bring glory to His name. Uh, I'm uh, very careful when I speak uh, to let people know that I don't necessarily believe that God is holding me on that wire, not that he couldn't. He certainly has those powers, but he's given us a mind of wisdom, and we have to train and prepare for every event on our own. Uh, so so my prayer more is that people are touched and inspired. I think everyone is walking a wire through life. We're all trying to get to the other side, and this is the perfect analogy and hopefully the perfect inspiration where someone like my sister, who shouldn't be alive, not only recovered, but she's on a wire uh, doing something that people would say is impossible before an accident, let alone after. Nick Walenda, our guest last week and last night, successfully making it across Times Square. He actually was first. He ran all the way down and went to the other side to receive his sister. It was amazing. It really was. And we were glad to have him on. You can catch a podcast of that on our website at WFIL.com. As we continue along with the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. WFIL.com. We shift now locally and we bring on board Vanessa Wimberly. Hello, Vanessa. Hi, Tim. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for stopping in. Thank you for having me today. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about. You uh, have this VBS, which is our main thing we want to talk about, Vacation Bible School, the 8th through the 12th of July, which we'll get into. Uh, in conjunction with Liberty Baptist Church. Is that where you go? Or? Yes, Liberty Baptist Church is where I've been a member of for the last 27 years. Whoa. Yes. So you're pretty familiar. Yeah. What's the church like? What's, oh, my where's gosh. Located? It's, it's located in southwest Philadelphia, okay. 5944 through 48 Larchwood Avenue, okay. 19143, right off 60th Street, where the Reverend Dennis Pinnock is our pastor and First Lady Desiree um, Pinnock presides. 
But we are a family, a church family of some folks that have been there their entire life. Wow. Um, we've just begun to lose a couple 80-year-olds who were founding members, uh, not founding members, but there since the beginning of the church. Sure. Yeah, so when they say they've known each other all their lives and they've <laughs> gone to Liberty, a lot of them have. Yeah, and yeah. you've been there 27 years, you I've said. been there 27 years, yes. My but, husband and I serve as deacon and deaconesses there. Okay, I was going to mm-hmm. ask if you, you know, I mean, we, where I go to church, like every member ministry, like, you know, they want to empower people to say, get involved. Don't just say it's for the very few to be involved, but we definitely have deacons as well and uh, and the pastors and different folks involved. So that's nice to know you. How long have you been doing that, that ministry for? The um, so my husband and I were ordained in 2000. Okay. So yeah, 19 wow. years. 19 years. But it's funny you should say that about you join a church and you want to get involved. Yeah. I remember as a child, my sister and I, we took the walk of faith down front at Lincoln Park Baptist Church in Hampton, Virginia. And the first thing the pastor said to us is, now babies, you don't want to just join a church so you have a place to die. You want to get busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've tried to, um, whatever church we join, we tried to become active and, you know, give back. <laughs> That's great. We're chatting with Vanessa Wimberly. She uh, goes to uh, Liberty Baptist Church in Philly, and uh, we have the VBS that they're going to be, uh, uh, we want to talk about uh, coming up the 8th through the 12th. And I know that, you know, a lot of work goes into putting a VBS together. Yes. Or is it something you just whip up on Sunday night and get oh, ready? Oh, please, no. <laughs> we actually, um, for this year's Vacation Bible School and over the last 15 years, we tried to take a look at um, what we need to do to make it successful. So now we actually have 14 departmental directors. What? So, yeah, there's 14 people that I call on at all hours. And between those 14 folks, Pastor and the head deacon, Larry Lisby, um, for the education department, yeah. we put it together. Okay. Slowly but surely. Surely. And you, sometimes you feel like it's an annual ministry because in March you're planning and in, in January you're praying for the title. You know, it's yeah. a year long uh, venture. Let's talk about the VBS itself. A lot of times there's a theme or themes. Is there one in particular this year? Yes. Um, this one is pretty much a culmination of the last four or five years. Okay. We've been working our way through the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, yep. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And this year we're wrapping up with Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Okay. So the theme this year is at the edge of your wilderness preparing for the promised land. Amen. So, yeah, we're coming out of the wilderness, out of the desert now, and beginning to prepare for what God has for us. Okay. As- yeah. As far as the the day to day, what's the or each of the mm-hmm. five days? It's the eighth through the twelfth of July. Yes. What's the time frame and what's the the breakdown? Like, how is it the the format of it, if you will? Okay, so um, on. Uh, Monday through Thursday, yeah. we're in class sessions, and on Friday is like a culminating uh, ceremony. So okay. we start at six fifteen with snacks. Got to give them a little something for their tummy. By eight thirty, we're having closing prayer. Okay. So usually um, six fifteen to six thirty is snacks. Six thirty to six forty five, right around seven, uh, we're having our opening assembly, okay. and that's a process in itself. And then we're in class studying our topic or our subtopic for the day until about seven. Right around 7.30 to 7.50, we're doing arts and crafts. And then right around 8 o'clock, we're praying and having our dinner together, our dinner fellowship. And we sometimes culminate what the topic was for the day and ask a few trivia questions, have some fun like that. And then pray out by 8.30. Isn't it a rain or shine thing? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's all indoors. Um, we do travel from the Hook Education Building next door back into the main sanctuary uh, or the downstairs church basement. Okay. And um, But, 
yes, it's rain or shine. And on Friday, whether it's raining or not, it'll be fine because we're ending with two movies this year. Nice. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're chatting with Vanessa Wimberly. It's a Tim DeMoss show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Uh, Vanessa, along with Liberty Baptist Church, having a VBS coming up on the 8th uh, through the 12th of July in Philly. And the address for that, is it at is it the uh, the church address? Yes, it is okay. the church address. 5934, was it? 5944. 44. Larchwood Avenue, okay. Philadelphia, PA, 19143. One, one, they said in stereo. That's right. But tell us about your heart for this, because it's more than numbers and times and logistics. So tell us how you got involved and how long have you been doing the VBS ministry specifically? Um, so I believe we got started in around 99. 2000, okay. somewhere in Close there. To 20 years then. Yeah, almost 20 years. Um, probably a little bit before that, there was this wonderful deaconess and deacon, um, Deacon James Henson. We just lost him. Hmm. But deaconess Doris Henson is still a member of the church, active member of the church. And the two of them ran Sunday school and vacation Bible school because you know the two and two walk hand in yeah, hand. Yeah. And uh, just the example of those two uh, really touched my heart and my husband's heart. And then they eventually began to ask us if we would like to help out, and uh, which we did. Yeah. You don't ever say no. And um it's just become a lifelong ministry that has been able to bless our children and our family and the families of the church. Yeah. yeah. Well, and for you as an out person of out, I mean, to have an outreach is not a given because mm-hmm. some people can, you know, become a believer and just kind of like keep keep a little close to themselves and not, not step out. So for you personally, is there any reason why you feel like, I mean, how the Lord developed you over the years to, to look outward instead of just, you know, toward yourself? Well, it's funny you should ask that. I've been a cheerleader since I was in elementary school. Okay, So I don't have a problem speaking what's on my mind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so I've become uh, a cheerleader for the Lord. So any piece of good news that I get or that I learn about, I want to turn around and share that with others. And through this ministry, we're able to spread the good news because I believe when Jesus ascended to heaven, he asked us to do two things. He asked us to love one another the way Christ loved us, and he also asked us to um, fulfill the great commission, which is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So to be able to um, have our hands on these young people, and and it's funny because we go all the way up to 101. Anybody comes to our VBS, we have the grown folks, the adults, all the way down to the three to five-year-olds. So, But to be able to impart the word of God, to dig deeper, to get a deeper understanding, and to be able to sit in Sunday service and understand what pastor's talking about, is I feel like that's my mission. So anything that I can break down during this one week of vacation Bible school, as well as during Sunday school, because my husband and I both teach Sunday school as well, um, we just want to clarify the word. We want to make sure that people have the knowledge and the understanding through good instruction, thus yielding eventually the wisdom that God wants us to have. Vanessa Wimberly is our guest. Liberty Baptist Church is where she's from. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 447, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in this afternoon. Our guest in studio, Vanessa Wimberly, Liberty Baptist Church. They have a VBS going on in Philadelphia the 8th through the 12th of July. Wanted to talk to you about the the whole age thing, because often people think VBS means, you know, five years old or three years old to (laughs) 10 years old or 12 or whatever. 
So how does it work on that regard? So new believers come in all ages, don't they, Tim? Yeah. Yeah. So we start off with the babies, the three to five-year-olds, and we have Sister um, Alfreda Smith teaching that class. Can okay. I Can I mention names sure. and classes? Sure. And they're all separate, right? So they're all someone who's separate. 90 is not giving the same class to no. someone who's six. Even <laughs> if their faith is childlike, there are different <laughs> levels of understanding. There are different okay. levels of understanding, and we separate the levels of meat. We actually will have two different curriculums, one for the younger people and one for the older people. Okay. So Sister Alfreda, a wonderful, wonderful retired uh, military person, mm. is going to teach the children, the three to five-year-olds, um, and their topic will be follow the cloud, not the crowd. Mm. And they're coming out of Numbers chapter 9. I may want to get in that class. Yes, yes. And um, also Sister Phyllis Dumont, who is literally my sister, nice. will be teaching the lower youth class, ages six to eight. We have Sister Johnny Mae Ross, who is grandmother to a lot of the children at church. Mm. <laughs> She'll be teaching the upper youth, 9 through 11. And they are also under follow the cloud, not the crowd. Because yeah. we know with young people, they have the issue of uh, peer pressure. Sure. And we want to talk to them about their life deserts and how God is in the desert. And they can look to him to bring them through their wilderness experiences. Amen. Amen. So those are the lower ages. Um, then we have the lower teens, 12 through 14. Brother James Atkins will be teaching them. We have Deacon Adrian Wimberly, my husband. He will be teaching the upper teens, 15 through 18. I've heard he's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is. Oh, actually. wait, that was you. No, good. <laughs> <laughs> and they will be um, looking at the promises of God and the promised land, the inheritance of God. So they will still be using the adult curriculum, but also emphasizing the promises of God. Because sometimes when these teens are in their wilderness experiences, their school environments, they're wondering, how am I going to make it through? But yeah. they just need to know the word. When the word is in their heart, then that will help them get through everything yeah. they're going through in school. That's really true about life. It isn't is. It? I mean, no matter who you are, where you are, you have to have, you have to know what's true. You have to know what's uh, true. It's not enough to just kind of be aware of God or I've heard some verses or something, and but the other circumstances are too large. They seem bigger or more real, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why you keep your nose in the word. If nothing else... You got a promise you can pull out, lean on, and rely on, and know that he will bring you through your wilderness. Yeah. For those Mm -hmm. just tuning in, we're chatting with Vanessa uh, Vanessa Wimberly. She's with Liberty Baptist Church. They have a VBS coming up the 8th through the 12th in Philly. And uh, by the way, while I'm thinking of it, is there a best website or something people want to find out more about the VBS or just how to get to the church. So I would love for them to come out actually to the church and get more information right at 5944 Larchwood Avenue. We'll be there this Wednesday night for Bible study. Prayer starts at 6 p.m. Bible study at 6.30 p.m. with Pastor Dennis Pinnock. And we'll have all the information you need, flyers and everything. And we can even register you as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you were sharing, again, back to your... the. The classes themselves. Okay, now we've moved up to the adults, starting at ages 19 and up. We have Deaconess Marie G. teaching the women. And let me tell you, that is a class that if you're walking past, you're just going to want to sit down and take a part of. You're not going to want to leave. And we have pastor buyers who just drop right in a chair. Deaconess Marie G. knows how to impart the Word of God. Okay. Also, um, Deacon Richard Wimberly, uh, Richard Williams will be teaching the men, ages 19 and up. And they will also be uh, working off of the main title, um, At the Edge of Your Wilderness, Preparing for the Promised Land. And this is coming out of Deuteronomy 11, verses 1 through 32. But here's the thing, Tim. 
we want to train up our children so that they can take on the leadership roles in our family going forward when we're not here. So the adults will be exploring the question, who will pray for my numbers? And Mm. that just touches my heart because, you know, in the book of Numbers, they would line up the different tribes and they would have a certain tribe facing in one direction, another tribe in another direction. They would do the census count. So when they went to battle, they knew how many folks they had to um, stand tall, you know, for the Lord and go forth in battle. And then the tribe of um, Levi would be in the center and they would protect the Holy of the Holies. They would protect the tabernacle, which was the moving temple at the time. But it's important to know not only who's in your family, you come together, you worship together, but who's going to take the realm? Who's going to take the lead for that family when you're gone, Tim? When I'm gone, I'm not the one, my husband and I being the prayer warriors for the family. Who are we raising up to be a prayer warrior? So we want to impart that question on the adults so that they can begin to turn around and seriously train the young people in their family. It's interesting you say that. um, Mm -hmm. For our pastor's breakfast back in April, we had uh, A.R. Bernard in from New York, and his message had to do with succession. Okay. And uh, how some pastors will just, you know, pass away in the pulpit. They, or they say, I'm planning to preach and die in the pulpit. And he's like, that's not a very good plan. <laughs> like, so. And Who's going to step in? <laughs> yeah. Well, and he had his, he's, mm-hmm. he's had his son actually, the plan in his ministry is his son to succeed him. But he's been training for 20 years. There starting with like the janitor, like everything, every aspect of the, of the, he's, his son that is going to jump right to all the theology. He's like, no, pick up a broom. I want you to learn the whole church, like I love physically it. the church. And mm-hmm. I want you to know a lot more. I want you to know every aspect mm-hmm. so you're ready to really lead. And since then, my, I'd never really thought about it. That topic has come up at least three times in the last six or seven weeks. Wow. Just from people in church specifically saying, by the time I'm this age, and we're already planning that transition, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, you're not going to always be able to plan for 20 years to have your successor. But, <laughs> but that whole topic, there's a lot of wisdom to say you just plan to – Hope they picked it up along the way, or are you actually proactively stepping? What are you actually doing mm-hmm. to transfer that mentality, if you will, you know, to become the next prayer warriors and the next leaders? Wow. So I kind of like what you just said about um, A.R. Bernard's son. <clears throat> if he has walked in the shoes of each person and each profession in that church, yeah. he'll have a different level of respect for what they do. Right. You know, and the way he communicates with everyone in his church, they'll feel the love. The janitor will feel the love or the sexton of the church will feel the love. Everyone sure. will understand that they're an important part of the ministry because yeah. we're all one body. And if the arm and foot and leg aren't working, then, you know, we yeah. have some issues. <laughs> That's so, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Vanessa Wimberly of Liberty Baptist Church, our guest in studio today. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. They have a VBS coming up the 8th through the 12th of July. And one question I had for you, oftentimes vacation Bible schools have an outreach aspect where someone who's going might be a believer and they invite someone along who maybe doesn't know the Lord. Is this uh, fit fit in that vein? Yes, this is the reason I believe for education. The education, the reason for education, if you look back in Proverbs, is to just allow anyone to sit under proper instruction to get the knowledge, to get the understanding, to gain the wisdom. So anyone who knows the Lord, anyone who doesn't know the Lord, anyone who's questioning, has questions about the Lord, please come out. Please come out. And each one, bring a friend 
If you're an adult, bring a friend. If you're a young person, bring a friend. I love to look back in the pews or look to the left and right and see the young members that we have at Liberty bringing a friend. You know, mm. whether it was a sleepover or they didn't have anything to do this weekend and the children invite their friends out, to me that's refreshing because they're extending the uh, the arm or the olive branch, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of times we need the young people to bring the young people in. That's good. So, yeah, we're definitely welcoming all ages, all folks, all walks of life, anyone who wants to come out and just learn more about Jesus. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Any closing thoughts on your side? I know you've got so much, you, and especially you're mentioning as you're describing, you have 14 Departments. Departments. Yes. This is not your, uh, you know, I don't call it run of the mill, but this is not your typical VBS, perhaps. Sounds like a ton's gone into it, so. Well, I did just want to give you some of the subtopics. On uh, Monday, we're actually focusing and digging deeper in numbers 11 and 12. And the subtopic is Shake Off Your Egypt. And when you come out Monday, you'll get a further understanding of what that's all about. Okay. Tuesday night, Respect or Rebellion, coming out of Leviticus 10 and Numbers 20. Wonderful topics. Nice. You're you're probably familiar with them, but once again, we're going to dig deeper. On Wednesday night, Dust Off Your Doubt. Some people doubted the word of the Lord, and they had to pay the penalty for that. So dust off your doubt. You want to just know that what God says is firm and it stands true. Mm. And Thursday, see the promised land God has for you. So we want folks to know that there is a light at the end of their tunnel. No matter what they're going through in in life, there is a light at the end of that tunnel. So come on out Monday through Thursday and see the promised land that God actually has for you. Amen. Amen. That's that's July uh, 8th through the 12th. Liberty Baptist Church, 5844? 5944, Larchwood. My eyes aren't what they used to be. 5944, Larchwood Avenue in Philadelphia, 19143. And Vanessa has been our guest. Thank you, Vanessa, for coming to the station. We could have (laughs) called the phone, but having you in person is even better. Well, it's been my pleasure to be here today, Tim. I love what you do here at 5.60 a.m. I listen every day. This is where I get my words studying when I'm not studying independently. So I thank you for all that you do here at this station. Amen. Vanessa Wimberly, Liberty Baptist Church in Philly, our guest. We also had Charles Fishman, best-selling author and author of the new book, One Giant Leap, earlier in the hour in honor of the 50th anniversary uh, of the Apollo mission back in 1969. Vanessa uh, did give me a CD here by Pastor Stephen Walker, who's uh, known as the Cheesesteak Guy, well known for his fine work at Larry's Cheesesteaks, 54th and Wingfield. And the CD itself is called Awesome, the song which matches Liberty Baptist Church's VBS, again, the 12th, uh, 8th through the 12th of July, is this one. It's called He Leads Us Along. thought we'd end with this a little bit and then uh, turn things over to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, coming up in a, just a couple of seconds here. Thanks for tuning in. Tim DeMoss Show. WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.